0: All right, so we're taking some time tonight to speak with Pastors Benjamin and Felicia Jeter from the House of Refuge Worship Center in Newport News, Virginia, just to get some of their take on voting and why it is important. So Pastor Jeter, Pastor Benjamin Jeter, I'll lead off with you and uh, First Lady Jeter. The first question that I want to bring to the table tonight is, what do you see as the importance of voting?
1: Right what do we see as the importance of voting is vital. It's vital to the democracy. It's vital to the growth and development of our country. Um, Voting is a right and a privilege that I think everyone should exercise and should always strive to have that privilege.
0: So I, I noticed you say, you know, voting is our right. Voters is a voting is a privilege. How has that right and that privilege changed in the years that you've been voting?
1: Right. Um, one, it has gone from being restricted to being more fluent in voting. Um, and we have some people who's challenging that today. But um, I believe now it is even more open and more people are being involved in voting. Um, and I'm very encouraged to see the young people getting involved, understanding and wanting to vote. And so it changed from being restricted to being more fluent in people participation.
0: Yes, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um yeah. In terms of more people being able to vote and the restrictions, you speak very heavily of the restrictions. Um, Lady Jeter, can you talk about voter suppression? Because, you know, it hasn't been that long uh, since the voting age changed to where you can vote at 18. I mean, it's been long enough, but, you know, it hasn't been as long as, as some would think. Can you speak to that for us?
2: Yes, and I would like to look at voting suppression in other ways, too, as far as those that have had their voting rights taken away from them, um, you know, it seems like it's even more harder or more difficult for them to uh, get their voting rights back. Even to those that are mentally ill and disabled, it seems like is is uh, the voter, the person that desires to vote, has been suppressed. I believe in that area because they have to go and extra miles just to have the right to vote. Have
0: either of you ever experienced or witnessed voter suppression?
1: No, I can say I have personally, as far as someone I know, you know, but have seen it, of course, um, on the television and, and come to read stories of that. And knowing that, you know, it's, it's taking place in very subtle ways, um, but personally have not experienced or been around anyone who has.
0: What advice do you have to voters of all generations, X, Y, Z, the millennials? Yeah. Well, what advice do you have to them on the issues that we have right now going on?
1: Right. Um, I would say, one, um that we must exercise, I advise to exercise that right, whether it be long lines, whether it be um the issues, and we might feel that um it's not addressing us personally, but that we would still want to exercise that right and go vote and do not feel um um separated from was taking place uh because this is what i advise all young people and everybody alike is that voting shapes our tomorrows and that we must be part of the shaping of our tomorrows who we are voting for today is making decisions that's going to shape our tomorrows and so i want to participate and i Advice all of our young people your tomorrows are being shaped by your voting today, and that we be part of that.
0: Well, you know, you speak specifically to young people, and young people are very opinionated. Yeah. What do you say to a young person who says, You know, I don't like the way either one of them is shaping my values? What do yeah. you say to the ones that say, I just won't participate?
1: Right. I would say to them, You know, um, to stand utterly by you are giving them, whoever it may win, the right to shape your tomorrow with you having no say-so. And that we must never be that way. Participate. I heard some say choosing the 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 um the least of the two evils, you know. I would look at it as being the one who's more of my value. Might not have all my values. Might not touch many of them, but if we look at who's running, they both would probably have something that we will identify with, and we look at that. So instead of looking at what's the negative, look for the positive, and then shape your tomorrow. Participate, because if not, you're letting them shape your tomorrow with you standing idly by
0: Okay, so fair enough. Now, we've talked about the advice that you have to give to the young folks and, and and voters alike. But what is it that keeps the two of you up at night concerning our nation?
1: What will you say, Pastor?
2: <clears throat> One thing that keeps me up at night concerning our nation is the um the pay for the teachers because I see the cho- the generation on um, the next generation is the, ch- the children, is the next generation. And without proper teaching, without proper uh, uh, teachers and education and money in the school systems, and go, we can go right on to the colleges and different things of that nature. I see that that is a need because, me personally, I know we put money into a lot of different other things, but we don't value the education of our children as much as we should, compared yeah. to other countries. And the thing that keeps me up and concerned about our country is the fact that our our children as uh, as a nation of young people that they're going to be missing out because other countries are putting the effort in as far as training, education, opportunities. I know our children do have opportunities, <clears throat> but the teachers have to be uh, appreciated more and paid paid what they deserve. They they're not getting paid enough. I feel to do the job that they that we expect them to do.
0: Okay. Now. I've asked you two to have this conversation with me, obviously from a faith-based position, and religion has long been an indispensable part of American public life. It may even be more central to politics now than it's ever been before. What part do you feel the church plays in politics?
1: A vital part. One thing um, to just um, touch on the question prior to this one, is um, what keeps me up is the our the soul of our country, the consciousness, the awareness of this country and where it's headed versus where it has been in, in the um, trajectory of where we were going. Um, and so with that being said, the role of the church in this election and in the voting is to bring that consciousness, that role of our founding fathers, the, um, in, in bringing the people together with oneness. Um, I think about in the, in the um, days with Martin Luther King, and how the church played a strong role where they would meet and strategize to get out the vote and to go get people registered to vote. They would meet at the church and the church played a vital role where they would come there to register or come there to congregate and strategize. Um, pastors of all faiths and and, and clergy of all faiths were out there together and and encouraging people to vote. and. And the marches that took place. They were there. So the church has a strong role, a vital role. I believe it brings us to a strong awareness of the soul of our country. And I believe we need that today. Who are we? What are our values? What are our standards? I believe those standards are all inclusive. I believe those standards are accepting one another. I believe those standards. Uplifting your neighbor, helping one another in all facets of life, that we are gathered together. And I believe the church and and all faiths, um, um, places of worship, plays a vital role in keeping this country together.
0: Does the Bible speak of democracy?
1: Yes, um. You know, uh, one thing that um, Jesus said, he spoke about um, the the people asked Jesus, um, Should we pay taxes? That's a form of democracy, that's a form of government. And Jesus said, Whose whose face is on the coin? It's Caesar's. And he told them, Render unto Caesar what Caesar's, and render unto God what God's. To me, that was saying, Jesus was saying, participate, be diligent and do your civic duty because render unto, but also do not forsake, be doing your religious duties as well. And so I believe we should participate. Um, the Bible tells us to pray for those that have, le- have rule over us. Pray for the king, the Bible, the Bible tells us. Pray for those governors. We must pray and be advisors and participants. It will help us, as the Bible says, to live a more peaceable life. And so we render unto Caesar with Caesar, as we render unto God, and we participate to help our country be the best it can be.
0: First Lady, I know that you have worked the polls for many years um, in Newport News, and I understand you'll be working them again this year. Can you give me your opinion on mail-in voting?
2: I agree with mail-in voting because I see a lot of, especially during the time of this pandemic, a lot of our seniors and people with underlying illnesses is is better. It's convenient for them and it's helpful for them. A lot of because um, I do know in my precinct we have a lot of uh, curbside um uh, help where we go out and take them a ballot of course everything is private and you know we bring it back in and help them Uh, like the disabled uh we go out and help them and i i see that mail-in voting is very um important and it's very needed and without having that we would not give the give some people an opportunity to vote so I do agree with it, and a lot of um, my voters are participate and do participate in mail-in voting. I agree, and it should not stop. It should be more of it.
0: Thank you. Now, traditionally, we see mostly a two-party system where people come out to vote for one candidate or the other. Do you believe that we should have a third-party system out there? To give people three or maybe even four chances at some uh, four um, opportunities at some point
1: what you think i uh, that's that's very um <laughs> make you think about but um it could be and and i believe that with you know more choices um could be good and then there's times where who would get the majority if you have too many candidates and nobody get a stronger, a strong um, majority. And then you have somebody who only gets and wins with a quarter of the country. So, um, it's a good thought, I think we think more on that.
0: So we're in the middle of a pandemic, clearly, and, and obviously we want to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to exercise their voice and to be heard through the voting system. Uh, what recommendations would you make from a faith-based position for voters who are coming out in the middle of this pandemic to vote?
1: Right. I would say definitely exercise the, the your due diligence to stay safe, um, wear that mask, stay the six feet apart, um, you know, and those that might have symptoms, please don't come. That's where the mail-in voting is very important. Um, you know, but being safe. But I would always encourage to participate. To
0: now, for participate. those who aren't going to come out in person, obviously, we have early voting, which began here in Virginia. I want to yeah. say it was on the 18th of September. Is that correct, First Lady? Yes, it is there are any instruction or information that you can offer for the early voting that might be helpful
2: to our listeners? Yes, for those that are interested in early voting, um, whether it be Hampton, Newport News, your city hall is one place where you definitely can go Uh, to the voter, not just to the voter registrar's office, but they will already have a location set up where you can come out and vote. And then they do have some satellite offices as well, where you can go out and vote early. And from what I have been seeing, the lines are not as long as they would be on November the 3rd.
0: I agree. I was there today and not a, a line at all. <clears throat> so I don't want to put either one of you on the spot, and I won't ask you who you're going to vote for, but I will close with this one last question, which is, how would Jesus vote?
1: <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one.
2: Well, I, I believe Jesus would vote for the person that stood for the standards that he believed in. He looked upon those that was less fortunate, matter of fact, some of the um, the religious and the politicians wanted to know why he was uh serving the people matter of fact, why was he eating with some of the people that uh that they looked down on and rejected and uh even he had took time out to speak to a lady that was caught in adultery, you know, so I think he would vote for the person that had compassion on the people and had um, compassion for those that were less fortunate and not just those that uh, was trying to get ahead for what they could get out of it and not have compassion on others. So I believe Jesus would vote for the person that had his values and integrity and his standards and his love for the people.
1: Right. One that would be all inclusive. Jesus said, come unto me, all that labor and heavy laden. He said, come. And I believe that's who Jesus will look to, is one that would be, I believe Pastor Peter said it the best, who showed the compassion. And that's what Jesus was all about, the compassion. The reason he came, because God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus said, no greater love than this, that one would lay down his life for his friend, and that's the compassion. Jesus had so much compassion, it said, the Bible speaks of how he healed them all at one point because he had compassion for them all. So when we look at those who are running for office, I believe we should look for the compassion that they demonstrate. When we go to a doctor, we look for a doctor to show that he's well-skilled in that that he's doing. When we go to a mechanic, we're looking for one who's well-skilled in dealing with mechanic and dealing with our cars. When we look at our politicians, let's look for one who's well-skilled in working with people. And that was really one of the best skills is showing compassion. You're willing to work with and, and be with all types of people. And when you can show that, I believe that's what God, what Jesus is looking for.
0: Well, thank you. And on that note, we'll go ahead and close out for the evening. I want to thank you both for taking the time to address these issues with us. Uh, These, again, is Pastors Benjamin and Felicia Gita from the House of Refuge Worship Center in Newport News. You can see them every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 1217 Ivy Avenue in Newport News, Virginia. And you can catch them on YouTube as well and Facebook. So until next time, thank you so much, guys. You have a great night and be safe. Thank Thank you. you. You're welcome.